last week we started this idea of stories and talking about um, this season that we're in, that one day COVID-19 is going to be a story. In fact, we said this. We said, when the story of COVID-19 is told, what story do you want told of you? And that was the question we asked last week. And we're going to continue on uh, this week of that idea of, of the what ifs and the living on the other side of it. And so, yeah, so tell us, review a little bit for us. So it was a, an amazing day. First off, it was Mother's Day, so it was exciting because we were all, mothers were showered with all of that. But one of the things was to think forward and thinking about our story um, as individuals, not just mothers, but as individuals, what our story is going to be and how important it is for us to speak our story. And so we ended off with the challenge and also um, a reminder for us to be able to use our words and how, in there, how important it is for us to use our words to be able to say the things that um, we need to remind ourselves of. Um, I was able to just share maybe a personal declaration that I needed to, to maybe wake up and repeat on a daily so that I'm reminded that um, my story is important and what I say is important so that my future is bright in that. And so I think it's also um, such a, a great opportunity. So we were able to talk about speaking your story. And then we also were reminded of repeat, what we repeatedly say and do is an indication of how the story is going to end up or how it's going to be told. Um, like Eric said, what is going to be said, you know, after all of this and how our kids are watching and seeing us through. And so we need to be able to talk it out. Yeah, talk it out. We said speak your story, right? Because your story follows your words. And so if you want to know what your story is going to look like, just pay attention to the words you're speaking because those are going to be similar. And so for this, the theme verse for this whole series is this. In Galatians 6, 9, it says, Let us not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we'll reap a harvest of blessings if we don't give up. And so we talk about the if. The other side of if, this is the other side that we want you to live at, is you'll find a, a harvest of blessing if you don't give up, right? Keep doing what's good. Keep doing what's right. Even when it's difficult, even when it's hard. Mm-hmm. And so that was a review from last week. This week, we're going to talk about the what if, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, what if? That's a, that's a big question that's, I'm sure, popping up a lot during this season. If it hasn't for you at some point, I'm sure in the next few weeks it will. But the what if, right? The what ifs of, of life. Yeah, definitely. We There's maybe some thoughts out there that are saying, hey, what if I'm not going to go back to a job? What if this is not going to be normal again? What if we are, our kids are not going to go back to school in the fall? We're barely ending school, but they're already talking about the what ifs in this. And it just creates this uncertainty in so many ways. Maybe it's uh, what if I have to close down my business or what if um, – um, relation, our relationship as a family is going to be different other than this. And it's easy to go to the negative side of it, but there's also, like like Eric was saying, there's the two sides of it. And so I think one of the things is we have to co- continue reminding ourselves. That's why the declarations was important for us to remember that God has such an amazing full life for us, a, a life that's so abundant, and sometimes we just think so small and limited in so many ways. And so we have to remember to to think um, big living and how God sees things and so that we don't think small and live out of um, fear and live out of insecurity and doubt and all of this. And so with the whole what ifs, there are two different sides. Yeah, and so it, to be honest, it's a tough season for everybody, right? We don't know. There's a lot of what ifs. Um, but that's what we're going to talk about today is, is if, especially if you're a Jesus follower, you know, the ones that are following Christ, that are following God, should be the ones that don't live small lives, but live big lives, right? If we believe God is big and powerful and can do anything and that he's miraculous, right? Jesus told his followers, uh, all these things that I've done, you're going to even do greater things. Like, I believe that. God wants us to do even greater things than he did when he was on this earth, and he invites us into that journey. And so what if we lived in the, the abundance? What if we lived in the other one? But really, honestly, it is a tough season, right? There's a lot of fear. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of doubt, mm-hmm. uh, fear of failure. Uh, there's a fear of maybe rejection. 
limitations in this season. We, we face a lot of limitations, right? It reminds me of, um, I saw somebody put up a meme uh, of Piglet and Pooh, right? We need the Pooh and Piglet are walking and they're by this big tree and Piglet turns to Pooh and says, Pooh, what if this tree falls on us? Like, it's a dark child story, right? And Pooh says, well, supposedly it doesn't, right? And it said, when he said that, Piglet was reassured and had, okay, a little bit of confidence. And uh, I saw that. So that's, that's a great idea of this season that we're in, right? If the tree falls. And somebody else saying, yeah, but what if it doesn't? What if it actually stays strong? What if it stays beautiful, right? And it's this idea in this journey is there's, there's really two sides of, of, of the if. There's the, you know, what if the negative or what if the positive, right? And a lot of people say, well, I'm a realist. And typically realists, if we're honest, we t- realists tend to lead towards the negative anyways mm-hmm. um, because we, we just use that, right? So the possibilities there. But there's really two. Are we going to be in the positive and see the, the possibilities or are we going to live in the limitations and see maybe just the negative parts of it? And so it, it reminds me of another story I heard of a, a CEO and a CFO. Uh, they were uh, talking and the, and the CEO says, you know, we really need to train our employees, our, our leaders, our team. Uh, before we get better, we need to really invest in them. And uh, the CFO says, yeah, but that's going to cost a lot of time and money and resources. You know, it's kind of tight, and I don't know if we should do that. And he says, well, it's really important. And the CFO says, yeah, but what if we use all this money and they become really good leaders, and then they leave us to go work for another company? And the CEO looks at him and says, yeah, but what if we don't and they stay? And I love that story because it's a good illustration of when we look at life, what ifs, right? If we get in the wrong side of the what ifs, we can wait and do nothing, and then we end up with nothing. I love the heart of the CEO there saying, yeah, we need to train and we need to resource and invest. Even if they leave, at least we made the world a better place, right? Mm-hmm. That's to be our heart is saying, well, let's live on that side of what yeah. ifs. So. One of my favorite what ifs is, it says, what if I fall? And it says, no, my dear or darling, what if you fly? And I love that one because when it comes to the whole realist thing, I have, it's, it's a control thing in so many ways because it's like, but wait, what if, what if, you know? And there's the thing is we have these limitations that says, okay, what if I don't, if I don't take this step, I'm going to fall. But, girl, what if you succeed? What if you just, and even in this company part, what if you hire the right people, they actually stay, and then it just blows up. And so I just love that one, too, because what if we, we think of always, it's immediately, I'm going to fall, but there's a flying moment that we're just not taking advantage of because we're not taking that next step. So Yeah, that's good. It reminds me of a country song since Eddie showed me, and uh, it's actually, he's called What If, right? Is that correct? Yeah, let me just show you the lyrics of this song, the What If, right? He says, what, what if the sky falls or the sun stops burning? We could worry about them, what ifs, till the world stops turning. Uh, this is uh, Keen Brown, I think, chapter 5, verse 5, right? He <laughs> 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 goes on and says, so the what ifs of the song, right? What if the world falls apart? What if it goes, you know, just bad? Or he says, I could kiss you. What if you liked it? I bet you'd like no, it. No, I bet I'd oh, like it. I bet I'd like it. <laughs> well, we ain't never going to know unless we try it, right? What if I was made for you? What if I was made? Wait, he's got a low voice. What if I was made for you? You were made for me. That's not it? No. All right. I'll stop. What if this is it? What if it's meant to be? What if it ain't one of them fools just playing some game? What if I just pulled you close? If I leaned in and, okay, you get the point, right? Yeah. So he's saying there's this, this is a perfect idea of uh, example of the what ifs, right? There's two sides of it. What if everything goes wrong? He's saying, yeah, but what if? It goes really well, right? Mm-hmm. In fact, this song says, and maybe I'd go change your name, right? That's like what we did, right? It's yeah. like a big deal there. He so, leaned in, guys. He leaned in. <laughs> <laughs> so, what if, guys? What if, right? And really, if we, we answer that question wrong, if we focus on the wrong side of it, we'll be stuck 
with something. So you showed me a video of some kids. I said, so I saw this really cool thing that's trending right now. It's um, parents or guardians that are putting a a bowl of either a treat, uh, a favorite treat or candy in front of their toddler. And I don't know if you've seen this. It's really cool. Don't look it up now. You can look later because you'll have time later. So what it was is um, one of the the moms basically put a bowl of M&M's in front of this little girl and um, and told her you can have some and her eyes just you know bright up and she's like oh okay excited and then she goes but wait 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 you have to wait till I come back and the little girl's you know her shoulders go down a little bit and she's like okay and, and so there's just this moment like real uh, the realist part oh, okay I, I guess I'll wait you know so the mom says just wait just wait just wait till I come back uh, you can have some but wait till I come back so she let she leaves for a good I would say a minute, maybe a couple minutes. And uh, there is all kinds out there. But this one little girl basically looks at the bowl, and, and she just she starts, you know, teeter-tottering. And she, you could t- tell that there's, like, this internal struggle that's happening. And she just looks at it. She even touches the bowl at one point. And then there's a point where she kind of leans in and just makes sure it's all there, you know. And then she leans back, and at one point she just sings, Patience, patience patience and I love it because this little girl is is little but she is talking herself down and saying no there's there's going to be something good out of this you know and so she just thinks that now the, the mother comes back in and she says did you eat any and she goes no and she goes oh good and she's very proud of her and then she gives the little girl the candy and she eats it now I have seen different videos there's been some where the where the kids are left there and some had basically kind of did the whole thing. There's just internal struggle, and they basically pull out the candy, and they smell it. Some kids are smellers, and then they'll put it back and wait. And there were some kids that they just couldn't even handle it. Before the even parent could even leave, they started to have a fit, and um, they, they got so frustrated that they had no control, and they were going to get it, that they basically threw the candy on the floor before they could even get it. And they probably didn't get it after that, um, hopefully. Um, but the whole teaching lesson was to see what they would do with that bowl in front of it. And it was a huge test for a lot of these kids. And it was so interesting to see how some kids really just, they did, they passed. They passed with flying colors. But I just love that one moment where that little girl just, she, three times she just sings, patience, patience. I just loved that so much. But it's yeah. great videos that are going around right that, now. That, applies to last week's lesson, right? You to talk yourself into the right choices, talk mm-hmm. yourself out of the wrong ones, right? I think this season of COVID-19, right? It's kind of like this bowl in front of us, right? Now, I'm not seeing like a bowl of M&Ms or something that's very yummy, but I'm guaranteeing there's something in front of us. There's a bowl of something that's in front of us. What if the bowl in front of you is a blessing and not a curse? What if this test that's in front of us in this moment is going to produce something amazing, right? What if in this, in this moment it's going to help us? In fact, I when we were thinking, preparing for this message, talking about bowls, I thought about a story in the Bible uh, where there's a man who um, he traded his birthright, his inheritance, for a bowl of stew. Um, in fact, it's found in Genesis 25. And uh, there's these two brothers, Esau and Jacob. And Esau's a hunter and he's out hunting. And it says this in, uh, in verse 29 of 20, chapter 25. One day Jacob was cooking some stew. Esau arrived home from the wilderness, exhausted and hungry. Esau said to Jacob, I'm starved. Give me some of this red stew. And it says that, all right, Jacob replied, but trade me your rights as the firstborn son. So give me your inheritance. Give me your future, right? And Esau said, look, I'm dying of starvation, said Esau. What good is my birthright to me right now? And it says that Jacob gave him some bread and lentil stew. And Esau ate the meal. He got up and left. And he showed contempt as the right 
to the firstborn as being firstborn. So he didn't even take consideration into the future. He just went for what was in, in front of him. He didn't right see away. the patience, huh? Yeah, he did not see himself the patience. <laughs> I guarantee if Esau would have talked to himself and said, all right, Esau, what you're about to do right now, um, is this going to wise thing? Um, are you going to regret this? Um, is this going to lead to something positive? If he had talked it out, he probably would have been able to talk himself out from trading his inheritance, his, his future, for just a, a bowl of, of stew. This moment, too many of us are trading a bowl of stew for the future, right? I'm saying instant gratification, um, make, taking the easy route, taking the shortcut, right? Whatever's in front of us, we want to just go for it. But if we'll pace, be patient and wait, we can actually have that and more and some more, right? We can have a lot of good things. Uh, one of my mentors, uh, Carl, uh, we, we used to tease him because he, he would uh, start going in, down a path of, of speaking that he didn't know wasn't healthy. And he'd say, shut up, Carl, just shut up. Right? So sometimes we'll do that to each other, like, shut up, Eric. Not to her. I won't tell her to shut up. But myself, like, <laughs> shut up, Eric. Shut up. It's not going to be good, right? Yeah. And you talk yourself out of saying something foolish mm-hmm. or talking about somebody or whatever it is. And you talk yourself out of just going down a path that's not going to be healthy. Yeah. It's, it's learning to talk. Most of us talk ourselves out of things, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes we have to talk ourselves into things. Mm-hmm. So what if the bowl in front of you is a blessing and not a curse? Mm-hmm. What if the test, what if this test in front of you is there to... to um, See what you're going to do, right? Because every temptation, every test, it is not a test of your strength or your courage. It is actually a test of your relationship with others and with God. And so, um, yeah, there's a test in front of you. Yeah, yeah. I heard a, a quote earlier this week that was really good. Actually, it was last week, and I, I didn't seem to talk about it because it was actually a, kind of like a Mother's Day quote. It, it said, um, it says, if it seems like God isn't listening or he isn't there, remember that the teacher is always silent during a test. We're through testing seasons and I remember you know there's a lot of people testing there at the end of their week this is the last week for a lot of people that the teacher does not talk put jam on music or anything or you know whatever she's actually quiet and she's silent during this test and that's how God is he's just waiting and so sometimes there's moments where it's like God where are you in this where are you and people say where's God when, when I'm going through all this well sometimes the teacher's silent during the test or most times he is and so i thought that was really cool because sometimes we need those reminders and, and all of that yeah what is this test really about right it's a test of our relationship it's a test of our trust and we'll just be patient we'll talk ourselves into doing the right thing we'll actually get there not talk ourselves out of the, wrong, out of the wrong thing in fact i heard a story about this man he wanted to hang a picture right in his house he had the nail but he didn't have a hammer and so he thought you know what i really want to hang this picture up my neighbor has a hammer i think i'll walk over there and get the hammer for my neighbor and so he puts the picture down, the nail there, and he starts walking to his neighbor's house. But on the way there, he begins to talk to himself about what the neighbor might possibly say. You know, what if he's not home? What if he answers and says, no, I can't borrow it? What if, what if, and he starts asking these what if questions of himself, right? What if he ignores me? What if he says, you know, whatever, that I'm not, I'm going to take it or steal it. And he starts talking himself into this idea that this neighbor is going to say no and not even listen to him. And so as he gets, as he, the further he gets closer to the house, the closer he gets there, the more he talks himself into the what-ifs, the neighbors, you know, are not going to help him. And he's like, you know, he, last time I saw him, he didn't even smile at me. What if he's really mad at me? What if he's really mad at me? So if, by the time he gets to the door, he knocks on the door. The neighbor opens it, and the, and the, the guy that needs a hammer and needs to borrow it says, just keep your stupid hammer, idiot. And he walks away. And the neighbor's left like, what in the world just happened there? I think many of us are like that neighbor mm-hmm. uh, that needs to borrow something, needs help. But we talk ourselves out of asking for the help, talk ourselves out of doing the right thing, yeah. right? So the what, the what ifs in, in our lives, what, what is it? So today we want to really say, what would it look like to live on the right side of what if? Mm-hmm. What does that look like, right? If you would live on the right side of what if, the positive, where there's, where there's um, 
possibilities, yeah. not just limitations, right? Uh, definitely. I always think about this because I think in this time we have to really put ourselves out there. We're in this place of kind of uncomfortable and uncertainty and we have to go to what is next. And so in the what is next, we have to think about, well, what if? And so maybe it's relationships. I think that it's it's really sad to see when people kind of, um, before they can get into a relationship, they talk themselves out, well, what if I'm not good enough for her? Um, and they really limit themselves. And so they, they don't go into a dating process because they're like, oh, maybe she's too good for me. I don't think she like. I don't think she's my type. And they totally talk themselves out of the relationship. And I'm like, wait a second, but what if you're the one? Like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm kind of like the, the hopeless romantic in some way, but what if? And so when I see people take steps and they're like, you know what, I am going to take this step because I won't know unless they live on that other side of it. If the hardest part is that there's just fear of rejection. I think a lot of that is so hard because when you put yourself out there, whether somebody is swiping left or right, it's a re some way it's either a rejection or you feel like, oh, okay, well, maybe there's potential here. You know, but I think that there's so much, the, the internal part, the again, the internal struggle, that you see these kids and these internal struggles, I think a lot of it is this internal struggle of this is self-doubt, whether they're going to be, um, you know, fear, fear of failing, you know, of saying, well, that didn't work out. And then, you know, the abuela and parents are saying, what happened? You know what I'm saying? But the other thing is, because there is, there's going to be those, we all know that, you know, but I think the one thing is that when it comes to job hunting and saying, oh, no, I don't think I have the qualifications for that. You know, you know, remember one of the declarations we said, I am qualified. Qualifications that you have in your life, or maybe it's starting a business and saying, you know, I have this desire to do it, but I don't know, what if, what if it's just not the right timing because, you know, the economy right now, but we just talk ourselves out of it. And God has, again, this abundant, blessed life for us, and he's given us so much favor, but we're just always in this constant internal struggle of self-doubt and so much fear. Yeah. In fact, I talked to a business guy last week. He's telling me about this book about possibility thinking, and I haven't had a chance to read it there, but I've gone and looked at some of the online summaries and stuff. And in the book, he asks this question. He, the question is this. What would you do if you knew you wouldn't fail? Mm -hmm. You know, possible thinking answers that question. That's a question that begins to challenge us, right? Um, let's, let's, instead of thinking limitations, instead of thinking about what's not going to work, instead of keeping, letting the fear of failure keep us from moving forward, right? Instead of uh, having regrets and, and self-doubt, what if, what we're, whatever we're trying to do, what if it wouldn't fail? What would you, what would you try? What would you go for? What would you um, try to accomplish with your life, right? Yeah. And it's a great question. What would you do if you knew you wouldn't fail, yeah. right? And here's what I, I know, that when we're in God's will and his plan, he asks us to do something, whatever it is he's asking us, the other side of that ask is going to be a, an amazing journey where he fulfills a lot of things in our lives and helps us serve other people. Mm -hmm. And we need to be those kind of people that live that, say, God, I trust you. You're asking me to do this. I'm going to live on that side, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're asking me it's not going to fail in the sense that you're, you'll use whatever we go through mm -hmm. for something good. Right. And some of the greatest stories as far as success, they weren't successful because of the first try. They failed many times before. And it's amazing because they're actually motivational speakers now. And they're like saying, it's okay if you fail. It's all right. What are you going to do from it? What did you learn about yourself? How are you going to get better? If you didn't get that job and you heard this from other people about why you didn't, what's the reason for it? And so it's the self-evaluation of, hey, what is going on here and how can, I be, how can I be better? You're going to get 
um, not thicker skin. You're going to get stronger and more confident about what the goal is. I don't think a lot of companies start because of the first person they went to to say, hey, will you invest in me? There's been probably a lot of rejection letters um, in, in any of that. But those people that are successful have always dealt with failure. And so I think that's the one thing is we can't be also fear of failing in some ways. Yeah, there's going to be there's going to be whatever we do. There's always some risk of failure, mm-hmm. and then there's going to be lessons along the way, right? You're reading a book, uh, Phil Knight, the memoir of Nike, Nike, mm-hmm. right? Uh, great book. It, it reminded me that there is not an overnight success. Mm-hmm. It is months and years and weeks of, of struggle and challenge, and you just keep pushing through. And then you look back and say, "Wow, we've come a long, long way." Yeah. Um, in fact, in this possibility uh, thinking, one of the uh, principles that I learned possible thinking is. Uh, what the, the Toyota company in the 1970s, they taught this idea of ask, asking the why, going five layers deep, right? If you ask the why five times, typically it gets you down to really the motive and the heart behind these questions. So like a what if question, right? What if I try this and it doesn't fail? Well, why are you so afraid of that? And the answer to that question, well, it's because people would look at me like I was a failure. Okay, why are you so worried about what people think about you as a failure? Well, because I guess I value their opinion more than I value my own or God's or others, right? Well, why is that? Maybe because and you keep answering the why and it takes you, you drill down to this point where you realize, wait, I'm letting the, the opinion and the thoughts of what somebody might think about me keep me from actually trying something that might be really successful, right? And I think possibly thinking says this, um, we have to see the possibilities instead of the limitations. So what if we could see possibilities instead of limitations when we face COVID-19 and we face whatever's coming up, right? Yeah, definitely. You, you actually read limitations. You read uh, on last night. Tell us about yeah, that. Yeah, we have, um, I was looking at the synonyms and the anonyms of, of, of limitations and some of the synonyms for limitations. And these are ex- these are really interesting when you start looking at it, but some of, some of the synonyms for limitations was block, constraint, control, cramp, curb, drawback, obstruction, um, obstruction reservation, restriction, snag. I think those are just all words of what, we're yet, what it feels like to be in COVID-19, stuck yeah. at home. COVID-19. Yeah, you know, <laughs> you have your masks on, all of that, you know. And we could probably add a lot more to that when it comes to limitations. We have been living in a limitation life lately, um, but the antonyms of limitations, there was, this is the opposite of what limitations is, is an advantage, aid, allowance, assistance, freedom, help, liberation. I'm going to say freedom again because I just love it. <laughs> Opening, permission, support, um, infinity, range, and release. Yeah, those are all possibility words, right? Mm-hmm. And I think there's two people right now in, in the COVID-19. We're looking at all the limitations or we're looking at possibilities, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you hear a lot of what we can't do, but very few people talk about what we can't do. You know, um, we see some videos of people that have started new hobbies. They've tried something new for the first time. You know, they, they went out and experimented with something. They liked it, right? We can't do a lot of things, but we can do some things. Mm-hmm. We went for a hike last week. You can't maybe go out and, you know, hug people and kiss people right now. Um, but... You can go hiking. <laughs> Why you laugh? Okay. So possibility thinking, that's what we're talking about today, is, is how can we be those kind of people, right? And so I would say like this, um, how do I live on the other side of if? Mm-hmm. Well, your reason to try has to be greater than your reason not to try. Mm-hmm. Your reason to learn something new has to be greater than your reason of fear of failure, fear of rejection, right? Going for that new job, the reason has to be greater. What if you got this? What if this was the opportunity for you to experience and learn something new, right? Mm-hmm. The what ifs in, of, of life and um, yeah, and I think when it comes to failure, I think that's one of the things that holds us back so much. Understand this, that failure is not a person. Yeah. If you've had a failure in your life, you're not a failure. The event, the thing.
That's what failure is, right? And most failures are not final, and failure is always an opportunity to learn or to be stuck, mm-hmm. to go forward or to stay down, to, to move, move, to progress, or to stay, you know, limited in your life. And so each failure always has the same opportunity for us to either learn or just to stay. If we'll, if we'll be willing to say, help me to um, evaluate this experience so I can become wise yeah. and ask, ask more about um, how I can get better at yeah. life. So. I, um, just personally, I feel like there was kind of a, a there's weeks that it's a, a good week, and there's other times where I feel like there's a more of an internal struggle. And one of the things I've um, I really felt like God was kind of speaking to me is that instead of again the whole realist thing, there's that there's times that I feel like I can just think like I'm not doing this, not not not, and I'm just living in everything we cannot do. And instead thinking of the blessings that and the opportunities and the possibilities that are happening and um, I am spending a little bit more time with with the kids and the family and us doing um, lunches you know outside together talking and laughing and having those possibilities together and so one of the things is I felt like God was kind of speaking to me at one point was because I can kind of be easily drawn into a negative space in my head and one of the things I was I really um, I felt God was saying was when I was in that negative spot is God saying well but what if um, this all happened at the right time. And I'm like thinking, what does that mean? Like, you know, and I started kind of going down that, that conversation with God, having that tough conversation. I remember there's a story in the Bible with Moses and he even got, gets to a place where God tells him to do something. And even Moses at the point says, but what if they don't listen to me? What if, and he starts even having this like internal conversation with God, like, but what if, and God's like, just do it, be obedient. And I felt like I was having this conversation like Moses with God and he, and and him saying, but what if, um, the kids weren't able to finish, you know, because I can say, okay, they didn't get to finish their school year, but like God says, but what if I was protecting him from an influence, one of your kids from an influence that was not healthy in their life? Hmm. And I kind of like chewed on that for a little bit. And then I, I, I kept saying, okay, that that's true. There's, there is a other side of what if, you know, and that. And then I started thinking more. And Eric and I started having this conversation. It's like, but what if for you, your marriage was not going well, but during this time you've had to maybe spend a little bit more time with each other and maybe ask a little bit harder questions and reevaluate your life, even whether it's the timing of how you work or just even the culture of who you're creating in, or with your family and home. What is, if this is like the saving, saving grace for your marriage? Um, maybe this is an opportunity for you to reevaluate. And so I just started going down that conversation with God, and I really felt like he was saying, you know what, in this, there might be some negative things might be happening in the world, in the news, all this stuff, but what if God created this time for such a time for things to be reevaluated, for things to get better, um, for us to maybe even think possibilities of, am I passionate about the job that I'm doing Maybe you didn't even like your job, and now is the time that God's saying, you know what, maybe this is not for you anymore. Maybe this is the pause, and maybe it's realigning you and trying to figure out what is next in this all. And it's not a failure if you say, hey, no, it's not, but I'm going to stop this or whatever. But I just think what I just had this conversation with God, and I, I was I was kind of saying, wow, God's trying to show me that there might be blessings, things that are not being seen right now, that God has been kind of directing us. And I'm like thinking, wow, God, like, let me not discredit the things that you are doing in this instead of my negative space, taking it to a bad place. Like, they didn't get to have a promotion. They didn't get to do that. And we didn't get to do this. And we didn't, but it's like, but what if, 
God was protecting us through us all. And our hearts are ultimately the biggest thing that God cares about in this. And I, and I think that's where we have to really say, God, here's our heart. You know, search our heart. Here's our heart. Give me a new heart to this, you know? Yeah, I think that's really good. And it, when you can't change the situation, you still can choose how to respond. You still can choose the attitude you have in the middle of it, right? Um, this season is not hard. It's hard for a lot of people. Uh, we have uh, just a lot, of, a lot of things that we can see the negative. I really love even the story of Moses. Like, what if he let the people's voices be the, the driving factor and not him following God? Yeah. Like, he would have missed an opportunity to lead a lot of people into freedom. Mm-hmm. Uh, he'd have missed an opportunity to really be used by God in a powerful way. And the same is true for us. What if this season God is trying to do something? You know, the inventor Thomas Edison, he says this, Many of life's failures are people who did not realize how close they were to success when they gave up. So a lot of the failures in life is, is the, of, of just giving up too soon. Right? Tom Sanders said, our greatest weakness lies in giving up. The most certain way to succeed is to just try one more time. In fact, when he talks about the incandescent light, the light bulb, he says, um, I, 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 I didn't fail more than a thousand times. I just figured out a thousand ways not to make a light bulb. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, he found a lot of ways of ways didn't work. It's not failure. It's, it's experimenting. It's a process. You keep moving forward. In fact, um, when it comes to this idea of, of, of fear of failure and um, the living on the right side of what if, um, God, he tells us the, about what if, that he, the way he views us. In Isaiah 54, there's a promise from God. It says this, Even if the mountains walk away and the hills fall to pieces, my love won't walk away from you. Even if, right? What if the most horrible things is, even if the horrible things happen, he's saying, I'm still going to stay faithful. He goes on and says, my covenant, my covenant commitment of peace won't fall apart. The God, has compassion on, the God who has compassion on you says so. So God is saying, even if the worst happens, I'm still there with you. Even if you face something difficult, I'm still going to be there uh, alongside you. Mm-hmm. In Romans 8, Paul talks about uh, this journey. In fact, if you're looking for a book to read during the season, uh, Romans would be a great one. Go read the, the, the book of Romans. And in chapter 7, he gives us a lot of insurance that um, when we're struggling, he also struggled. Right? As a human being, he says, I want to do all these things, but I don't do them. Right? There's this internal battle that he, he goes through. But then in chapter 8, it's almost like it, the whole thing shifts, the a- attitude, the atmosphere, where he, he goes from just his limitations to the possibilities of God. And he starts talking about um, if we will do these things, we can expect good results. And if we don't, we can expect negative results. Like if we our mind and the influence of the world dictate our emotions and the, what we think about, we'll have negative results. But if we'll allow God and the Spirit to lead us, we'll have positive results. And he says, if you do these things. Well, in, in chapter 8, in fact, in verse 31, he says this, what shall we say about these wonderful things, right, the possibility that God has for us? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? If God is for you, who can be against you? If God is for you and he's leading you forward, who's going to stop you? Who's going to stand in the way, right? This is the question God's asking Moses. If I'm for you, don't let anybody else stop you. Not the power of Pharaoh, not the power of his army. Just trust me. Let's go forward. If I'm for you, don't let anybody stop you. And I think that's a challenge for us today is we're saying, hey, let's live on the right side of what if. Let's right live on the right side of if, right? That we choose the possibilities, not the limitations. Mm-hmm. So our challenge today is this. Would you try something new, yeah. right? Don't fear failure. Don't let the fear of failure stop you. Try something new, mm-hmm. right? This could be a, a new food. Yeah, it could be a different food. I, I'm all about like kind of like staying, like I already know that I like this, whatever, you know, and say kind of staying in that safe spot. But I think that's the other thing is there's little things like that can kind of show up later that you just like, it's safe, you know, it's safe. But it's not necessarily better, 
you know and so I think that's the thing is we need to be able to push ourselves in different ways so maybe it's a food maybe recently, these are just little things yeah, right recently she tried sushi for, for uh, I tried sushi I guess not the first time but for a long time right yeah it wasn't the first time so yeah you, you, get this, you get this mindset of uh you know I'm not gonna like it you know kind of thing but trying different things what if you like it yeah but what if yeah what if you really enjoy it <laughs> yes or it's maybe a relationship you know it's like um it, you know but what if she doesn't like me back but what if she does already you know maybe it's um, a new restaurant maybe, yeah maybe it's a new friend a new trail hiking trail definitely a new we have trail. some great ones that you recommend you can ask us maybe it's a new job uh, maybe it's a, a new way of, of, of re- a different way of reading um, different things that you're trying as far as reading maybe it's writing um, maybe it's you know last last week we talked about declarations for some people that's like mm, that's different I don't really do that maybe you should try maybe it's something that you need to implement in your life so because We've said this before. If you've always done what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. And so we got to try something new. Um, and so one of the things is, is maybe exercising. It's like, well, maybe you need to get out there, get some air in your lungs, and be able to just try different things. Uh, maybe it's cooking. You know, it's amazing. I've heard a lot of people say, you know, now that I'm home, I'm cooking more, I'm trying different things. They're pushing themselves in different ways, and, and they're learning about themselves in a lot of this. And when we push ourselves, we do. Sometimes we forget that we can learn about ourselves in this. Our family gets to learn about it, too. Yeah. One of our friends learned a few ways not to make tortillas, right? <laughs> but eventually she got to how to make them. Mm-hmm. You have to get to the how not to sometimes to be able to get to the how. Yeah. You just do it. Uh, there's not a lot of sports you can play, but, you know, golf courses are open. Maybe go golf, right? Go hit some balls. Go do something mm-hmm. different, right? Maybe exercising could be a new organizational technique, right, in mm-hmm. your house or in your life. There might be something you could learn that would – uh, um, just challenge you, right? Yeah. And you said this. You said if um, the people around you aren't cheering you on, yeah. uh, you should probably get a new tribe. Yeah, I saw one that's like, you know, if you have a tribe around you and they're not constantly cheering you and pushing you to try new things or, you know, jump off cliffs, not all that, I'm not saying like really going off cliffs, but I mean like really pushing you to say, let's live life together and let's try new things together. If you don't have those people around, these are kind of the accountability and people that are like pushing you and coaching you and encouraging you, then you need to get a new tribe. And I was like, it's true. We need to have those people that we can do that with, um, maybe, I should say this because he's the one that pushes me, that we can do that with, that we can encourage and say, hey, let's try something. Let's try something new. And then there's also people that are on the other side of you that are like, hey, let's try something. And you're like, no, I don't want to. <laughs> I, don't, I like it like this. But you have those two different sides. And I think the reason why is because we really can push ourselves into uh, new, fresh, better, healthier maybe in some ways of this and all of these is not just it's not just like practical little things it's just like oh they told us to try new food that's not it it's just really so that we can understand that when when we push ourselves in the little things it's easier for us to push ourselves in other things maybe it's in relationships maybe it's in in just the internal of our minds our mindset you know we always have this oh it's always like this no you know what let's continue growing and learning in this um, and this hasn't been an easy time for a lot of people. Um, there's a lot of questions in our heads, and we think, mm, I don't know. You know, we just get to this. It's always going to be like this. It's never going to be the same again. And so I think it's an opportunity for us to grow. It's an opportunity. And I think the, the whole point of this is we're trying to challenge you to something new so you can start thinking possibility, not limitations, mm-hmm. right? I think there's a, joy is attached to us being unafraid just to try something. Because you don't ever know when exactly that thing that you do makes you come alive, right? Yeah. And the fear of not trying because of how you look, looking foolish, whatever, it keeps us from it. 
you know, I think one of, one of the reasons I really enjoy life, I believe, is because I'm not afraid to look foolish. I'm not afraid to try something new. I'm not afraid to fail, right? We just we go for it. We say, mm-hmm. I, I, I'm, I'm going to trust that even when I maybe don't succeed, um, I'm going to learn from that. And I'm going to learn not to do it again. Mm-hmm. I'm going to move forward. And we have this approach. Um, God can continue to use our lives because we're not going to let limitations or people or fear or failure or self-doubt keep us back from what God has. Yeah. And so today as we talk through this, my, my challenge is, would you try something new? Maybe, um, reach out. If you, have, if you need some ideas, we'd love to engage and talk about that. And uh, maybe uh, on, on the chat today, if you're watching, you can put in something that you've been wanting to try, and we can we can encourage you and help you um, to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so um, I, I want to close our, our service together to be able to um, uh, worship together. And so um, if you're watching today, we always give an opportunity for those watching to make a decision to follow Christ. And uh, if that's you, um, I want to lead you um, in a prayer. It's an invitation saying, God, would you help me to know you? God, would you help me to, to live in that way, right? If you read the Bible throughout the throughout scriptures, the story goes that God, he shows up in the middle of, of, our, of the stories of different people, and he says, hey, can I join you on this journey? Mm-hmm. Uh, can I help you to, to realize and understand how, what I created you for? Would you join me in accomplishing these things? In fact, the father of our faith, Abraham, right? God asked him to go on this journey. And essentially he says, would you trust me? Like, I'm going to bless you so you can be a blessing to others. And that same invitation is available to each of us today. God says, would you allow me to use your life to make a difference? Can I, can I help you on this journey? Mm-hmm. And see, being a Jesus follower just says, God, we, we part trust in you. We're going to follow your lead. And so today we, we'd love to give an opportunity for, for those that are watching. Uh, maybe you're not following Christ. Maybe you walked away. Maybe you, n- you never even thought about this, and this is the first time. Uh, just invitation to us is the same as the disciples. He says, come and follow me, and I'll, I'll, I'll help you understand what life is about. And so if you're watching and you need a new start, maybe this is a, the new we're talking about, try something new. Maybe your life you've been doing for so long, maybe you ask the question, is, how has this really been working for me? And if it hasn't been working, it's time to try something new. And I guarantee if you ask people that are following Christ, when they started this new, they don't regret it. And they actually say, I wish I would have done it sooner. I wish I would have given it even more. Because they, they see the results that God produced in our lives when we trust him with our lives. And so today, maybe it's your new, it's the new, right? In fact, 2 Corinthians 5.17, Paul says this, If anyone is in Christ, the new creation has come, the old is gone, the new is here. Maybe today, your new has to start by saying, God, I want a new relationship with you. I want a new start at life. How many to settle the past so I can move into the future with you? So if that's you, uh, would you pray this prayer with me? All right? And uh, just say it like this. Uh, say, Father God, today I admit that I need your help. Would you come into my life? Forgive me of my mistakes, of my past, of the limitations I placed on myself, the limitations I placed on you. Help me today to live with the possibility of what could be if I trust you with everything in my life. Thank you for sending your son, Jesus, to give us an example of how to live. Thank you for letting him die on that cross so I could have new life in my place. Thank you that he's alive today put my trust in you. I say yes to you. I start this new journey with you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. If you pray that, the Bible says all of heaven celebrates when one person turns their life to God. And so we celebrate with you. We celebrate with heaven as you have said yes to God. Uh, In fact, if you pray that prayer, would you let us know today on the digital connection card we talked about? Uh, There's a place to go make a uh, check a box and a made decision. I'll send you a follow-up email this week and a free resource to help you on this journey. 
And so let us know that you pray that prayer, and we'd love to equip you and resource you to just continue on knowing him. And uh, when we get back to the theater, we'd love for you to join us and be a part of uh, what God is doing at the Grove at Regal. And so uh, thank you for tuning in today. We appreciate you guys. And